Well, welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I am the Wildcat behind the wheel, Bentley Michaels. Bentley, we're back. It's we Monday are always again. back. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, let, me, let me ask you a quick question. All right. How much do you follow professional cycling? <laughs> None. <laughs> okay. Well, if you watch the Tour de France every year, like I do, right, you would know that there are some stages that are very exciting, and then there are some stages that are less exciting. And they okay. have a euphemism for those stages, which are called transition stations. And I, I you know, I, I, I don't want to try to underplay these minutes, listeners. This week is going to be great, but I feel like this week is like this is like a little bit of the this is like a transition week. Yeah, we, we are making had... a transition from. Dead Helen to Astonishing Bus Jump. Yeah. And in the meantime, no, it's going to be fun. I think there's some nice character development. Yeah, they got to um, reset. at least one joke that we have to rate. Um, it, it's it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it, though. Where's my decorum? This is minute 61 of speed. Uh, this minute starts with Jack and Annie trying out their thousand-yard stairs. Uh, and it ends with Mrs. Camino attempting to find inner peace as everyone around her falls apart. This yeah. is this is a very angsty minute. Yeah, the next the next couple are, are yeah they they there's a lot of uh there's a lot of passion a lot of vim we're, a lot of vigor. We're gonna get to peer deep into a lot of people's souls, I think, in this week. But before we do that, yeah, oh, let's Raj, let's peer into your soul, Bentley. My soul. Let's um tell you <laughs> what. Why don't we start the week off? I'm pretty let's, sure on a good note. Uh, our <laughs> trivia question from last Friday, <laughs> which I don't um, remember. Which was a which was a follow up on that surprisingly funny joke that I made about Oculus Rift. Mm. So Oculus Rift was, and I guess I use the past tense there because it's been supplanted by whatever the next version of Oculus was. Oculus Rift was a line of VR headsets developed and sold by what major internet company? Gosh, I mean, <laughs> my you gotta my, guess my... something. We yeah we got to go with mom mama with star and we got to go gut feeling I go Sony. Hmm. Sorry, that's not correct. If I if I asked you to pay a little bit closer attention to my wording and say a major internet company, because I would say that Sony is a major electronics company, but not one that you would necessarily associate with internet technology. Want to try again? Uh, Facebook. That's right. No, no kidding. <laughs> it is Facebook. Yeah, so Facebook or, you know, I guess now popularly known as Meta. I oh, will just gotcha. add one more fact to that to make you feel like uh, the two of us have accomplished even less in our lives so far. So Oculus Rift was started as a Kickstarter that raised two and a half million dollars. That's pretty great, right? Yeah. Um, for a Kickstarter. But a uh, change. Facebook purchased it in 2014 for a cool $2 billion. Oh, I guess those people got their the money kids made a few bucks. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, let's get let's get back to the drama. All right. Right. Because, you know, I mean, you know, me, I'm a drama guy. This week is essentially everybody dealing with the fallout from Helen's death, which is what punctuated the end of last week. For sure. I will say just to get us started. I'm not going to ask you where you want to start, Bentley, this week. I'm going to start. I'm going <laughs> to say that I feel like the. The slow score 
at the beginning of this minute by Mark Mancina yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It, it really is. It, it sets the tone perfectly, like, within the, the context of the minute. And then, uh, you know, I, I got to say that, like, I, what I really like, you can tell that this, like, they're genuinely driving is oh, again yeah. is that like you can see outside of the windows it's not like a green screen it's not like this thing you can see the background you can see the textures of everything i think is really great and you know your boy alan ruck really starts to bring it like pretty quick in the minute yeah so let me ask you what you think about that so you know this minute and the next minute is sort of like bros growing out with a very sort of like kind of juvenile guy fight Mm-hmm. It, which is which is started by Stevens, who's the Alan Ruck character, yeah. with his sort of like his, you know, I can't be here, man. It's not supposed to be me, which yeah. immediately gets picked up and amplified by Ortiz. For the guy and who's then a- been very kind of flippant throughout everything, taking pictures of stuff and like whatever, it's really interesting to now uh, for his character to all of a sudden be like, like he feels mortal, I suppose. Yeah, well, I mean, that's. What I sort of noted, and I think if you had to kind of summarize this minute and the way that it's shot, this is the minute where every passenger on the bus really has to contemplate the possibility that they might die. Yeah. Um, you, like, you can see it on their faces. It's different for each one of them, but I'm pretty sure that was the instruction that they were given from the, you know, from Jan or the first eight. Sure. The first AD. You all now know that you that you can die. Like you're all That's fallible right. for sure. Yeah. And and so, you know, so Ortiz picks this up because, you know, it's his job to, I think, kind of get everybody riled up. And then, of course, who should jump into the fray is like our favorite hothead, Terry. And then it sort of becomes like this thing back and forth between Ortiz and Terry. So so what did you think about this sort of little this little troika here of of men getting wound up? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I again, I thought Alan Ruck did like a really great job, like because, again, he's sort of been the for lack of a better term, like he's like the, he's the comedic relief passenger, you know, throughout this, throughout this journey kind of so far. And, and now like, like, like you said, like everyone kind of knows that like, it's possible, uh, great, great actors and actresses in the background too. Like the entire, like every there's, there's, there's a woman right behind Alan Ruck. Who's like, she's got her glasses down. She's wiping her eyes. And then we cut to like fifties lady with her glasses. Like she's great. But yeah, that, that interaction, it's like, what, I'm not supposed to like, you know, it's, it's that in the moment heat of like, we all know it's possible now. And it's like, what, you're more important than me. Like, you know, you know, and like you start to, so you start to project and like, you know, put your fears out into this, you know, this, this other thing or whatever. And I just, I thought it was really well done. And like, uh, um, you know, the, the fifties lady, she's covering her ears, um, our, our Japanese actress, I believe the, the, I forget her name. Um, yeah. So there's a really, she's got good, really good, like facial I would tension. Say there's a really nice contrast in this scene. So the, when you say fifties lady, you're talking about the lazy lady with the amazing glasses. Yeah. Yeah. The bug um, her glasses. name is, uh, Simone Gad is mm. the actor's name. Um, and yeah, so the, the contrast between her who, I mean, she's sort of like, she's like, she's like JV Helen. Like she is starting to kind of lose it a little bit. And you can hear that in some of her 80 yard lines. Um, and she's sitting right behind uh, Natsuko Ohama, who plays Miss yes. Kamino. Yes. Um, who, you know, as I sort of alluded to in my little intro here, like 
she seems to be almost kind of meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can see her close her eyes and attempt to, I don't know, like, well, yeah, she's like holding her head. I think wish she's... it all away or yeah, she's like holding the side of her head and she's kind of like doing the rock shake thing. And she, you know, she's, oh, that's she... Simone Gad, the glasses oh. lady is holding her ears. Oh yeah. 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 Sorry. Um, Mrs. Camino is just sort of sitting there like, yeah, you know, serenity now. Yeah. She, she's, and I think we'll see more of it in tomorrow's minute, like her, more of her reactions or whatever. But, uh, um, yeah, in this moment, you know, she's very, she's very like, uh, just kind of looking down and, and, and taking it all in and being like, it, I mean, the facial expression reads to me like something we've already said, which is like, I could be next, you know? Yeah, that's, that's true too. I mean, when she's closing her eyes, she could essentially be making peace with whatever, yeah, whatever spiritual force she is subscribing to these days. Yeah, it's like, oh, there really is a bomb on the bus because we know that this person jumped on the bus out of Toon Man's car, and we know that this guy is like, you know, somebody's gotten shot. The bus driver's been off. It's been a crazy adventure, but this is the first time they really have to come to the light with like, oh crap, there really is a bomb on this bus, <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, are you suggesting that there's like an alternate reality where it turns out that this was all just like cosplay by Keanu Reeves and and Ray and like well, it was pretty I, serious because they actually shot a man? It would it would be really it would be a really weird twisted speed movie if at the end of it, you know, they he he makes Jack do all the stuff and he makes him go through all of the things. And then they would get be to like, the, um, and then like they get to the end of the uh, the end of the adventure, and they get off the bus, and then like you know they go with dogs and the mirrors and everything. And they're like, "There's no bomb on this bus. This guy just like made you do it because he's a jerk and he hates your guts." Like <laughs> it was it was just a drill, and unfortunately, there was live ammunition. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and just guess that the answer your answer to my next question is gonna be no. But have you ever seen the David Fincher directed Michael Douglas movie The Game? I actually saw that in high school. I don't oh, okay. remember it. So tell you what, we're not going to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. But let's oh, just say that for the, 30 years. Who cares? Yes, we're not going to. Bentley, we're not going to spoil it. If we spoil the game, it's, there's literally very little reason to see it. <sighs> Fine. For those of you who haven't seen it, if you watch that, you get a little a little taste of what we were talking about when we were just sort of joking about this all being a big setup. Um, yeah. Is, that movie, is that movie based off of the... Minute, except. Sorry, is that movie based off of the book, uh, like the the greatest game, like where they hunt the people on the island or anything? No. Okay. I mean, never the, mind. the the plot of the game, and again, I I don't want to spoil it. The plot mm-hmm. of the game is uh, a rich gazillionaire who we assume has it all is given an unusual present from his obnoxious brother that it is a a real life game. It's like a live action role playing gotcha. game okay. in which he becomes, shall we say, the target. Interesting. Okay. Well, man, maybe I'll have to go back and watch that movie. Yeah, I'm not doing anything to watch it. I, I would say it is not David Fincher's best. He's obviously got some better titles than that, but it's it holds up. You know, even cool. even middle of the road, David Fincher is pretty freaking great. <laughs> um I would like to take this opportunity, if it's okay with you, since I think this sure. is a pretty slight minute, yep. to, because it one of the things that I notice here, or, or one of the things that I heard in the Jan de Bont commentary for this minute, which I find to be cruelly ironic, mm-hmm. is that he said, like, you know, 
Well, I, I, I wanted to give uh, each of the passengers their own scene. But, sure. you know, you can't do that because then the movie is going to be three hours long. So, you know, I wanted to put in the, these little vignettes. Um, I find that to be cruelly ironic based on what we have heard or what I've read, at least in the oral history article from my man Ortiz, Carlos Carrasco. And if it's OK with you, I just want to quote. I want to share a quote from him um, that that relates back to this. OK. OK, so and this is so for folks, uh, you know, tell you what, when this episode comes out, uh, if I remember, I will link to this article, which is a it's a 20 year retrospective that came out, I think, in on Uproxx or Yahoo, whatever. Um, and they get to interview pretty much all the living passengers of the bus not named Keanu Reeves or Sandra Bullock. And one of them is Carlos Carrasco, who plays Ortiz. And apparently he was pissed uh, because, you know, essentially. Every in the original script of this uh, of this movie, every car- every passenger on the bus had a significant backstory mm. and lines. <laughs> and you can see that that's not the case anymore. Like most of the passengers, yeah. uh, ironically enough, not Ortiz, but most of the passengers had all or almost all of their lines cut out. And this is what he said. This is just an excerpt from the article. He said in when he found this out, he said. Well, you know, there's that initial actor reaction of, oh, how many lines do I have? But for me, it was a little deeper than that because I think my part after the rewrite was down to about five lines, three of which I found offensive because this hero character had been sort of reverted to a stereotype, just another big lumbering Latino idiot. It was very distressing. I seriously contemplated leaving the project. So we actually came really close to No Gigantor. Oh, wow. Um, And, you know, you hear... I would imagine just based off the movie, the time that it is, you know, 93, 94, uh, when they were shooting and all this, you know, like, yeah, for sure. It was like, obviously this bus is filled with a bunch of stereotypes of characters. Like it's, it's specifically built this way in this movie. And so, and in, in that time, it was definitely much more of like a, um, uh, well, I mean, even today, I mean, like my, like I, I've talked about him before, but my buddy, his name is Mike G and he has been in so many projects. He's in um he's in that Jason Statham movie where like he'll, his heart will explode or something. It's like him and Amy Smart crank. He's he's the big Latino dude that uh he sews his hand like on the thing or whatever. That's my buddy. That's the guy I went to high school with. Um, and he's always like getting picked for to be like a big gangster. A gang. He's I think he's even in the new um. The, the Mayans, like the, the, the Sons of Anarchy, like spinoff show or whatever. Um, I think he's in that as well. But he's, yeah, he's always like, I'm a drug dealer. You know, I'm a prison guy. I'm this, I'm that. And it's all just because he's a big Mexican dude. And he is the yeah. sweetest dude in the entire world. But he's got a really good angry face. He's got really good, like, uh, Mr. Potato Head angry eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I'm not even focusing on sort of the stereotyping part of it. I just think it's interesting that 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 so many of the actors essentially had their parts cut down and frankly you know i gotta go with my man jan on this one like i i think ultimately when it came time to film the movie they realized like i mean this isn't an ensemble cast yeah this is keanu reeves sandra bullock dennis hopper dennis hopper and mac uh, you know and <laughs> and a bunch of people that joe morton should get about four or five lines yeah because for sure like if if this was 
if this was the the eight episode miniseries on Hulu or whatever of Speed, then like each character gets their episode or a couple characters per episode type of thing. But yeah, sure. Within a the the, the quantitative thing of like a two hour movie, yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of cut it down. They have to be the background characters. They have to just be. And genuinely though, like story wise, it, it works well that way because like. Are all of those people really going to have arcs like if this was a real thing? No, the the person driving the bus and the cop on the bus who's trying to figure things out, they're they're the ones that are going to significantly impact everyone else's life. And they have to, like, get on board, so to speak, or like, you know, get blown up like Helen. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, I just wanted to add that. And again, that's I will great. Link to this I'm article. glad you did. I'll link to this article in the Facebook group. And I encourage you to all read it because, like, it's fascinating. It's, it's really, really fun good. to hear, you know, to hear from all these people about what their experience was like, what they're doing now. You know, you get to hear like from, you know, David Kriegel, who we told you about is like running a dance studio. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is a really good article. So go to our Facebook group, uh, Bus 2525. But that's all I got. You got anything else? I'm I'm tapped out. Let's get out of here. I'm very excited about today's pop quiz. Hot <laughs> I, I had to stretch a lot to come up with this question because, like I said, ain't nothing going on in this minute. Yeah. So since I began today's show talking about Mark uh, Mantina, who does an amazing job, um, here, here's a trivia question about him. Mm-hmm. So he, got, he, he is the owner of two Grammy Awards. Wow. Um, including one for the soundtrack to the Disney movie Tarzan. Which no kidding. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? Uh, again, when it came out. Oh, good. Since. So uh, you got a halfway decent shot at this. So the movie Tarzan, this is the Disney movie Tarzan, yeah. the uh, animated Tarzan, um, also received the Oscar that year for best original song. And so the question is, can you name who the composer of that song is? And just for an extra Scooby snack tomorrow, can you tell me its title? <laughs> okay all right yep. get us out of here all right well thank you all for joining us on today's speed movie minute oh it's the start of the week but we're so happy that you're here make sure that you've uh, subscribed you've rated and reviewed our show on itunes or your podcast app of choice it really helps us uh game the algorithm and destroy all other movie by minutes podcasts uh and if you've got a do you have Tarzan facts? Hit us up on Twitter at SpeedMovieMin or SpeedMovieMin at gmail.com. And, hey, we've got all sorts of fun shenanigans happening over in our Facebook group, Bus2525. Make sure you're in there. We're posting all the time. You can see my dog. It's pretty great. And if you want to uh, play along with Pop Quiz Hotshot, make sure that you're either on our Anchor page or that you're listening specifically on Spotify because we are keeping a leaderboard. And the person that wins, woo! Oh, they're going against me in speed movie trivia curated by Mr. Roger Wistar himself. All the links are in the show notes for everything that you need. And we will be back tomorrow with more speed movie minute. But in the immortal words of Sam, the bus driver, this ain't no bus stop. (laughs) 